Good morning. Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. Uh, This Wednesday, glad to have you with us. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at the church, and really looking forward to sitting together, reading Psalm 119, or at least a portion of it. It'd take all day if we read the whole thing, Uh, but just a portion, and we'll pray and spend some time together in the Word. How can young people keep their way pure by guarding it according to your word? With my whole heart I seek you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. I treasure your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the ordinances of your mouth. I delight in the way of your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant so that I may live and observe your word. Open my eyes so that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I live as an alien in the land. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your ordinances at all times. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and then we'll try to see what we can see here in the word. Lord, we we ask you to give us insight into the Bible today. God, we pray that as we are about to enter into um, the middle part of our week, Lord, that you would give us the strength and clarity and courage that we need to trust you day by day. And I pray, Lord, today that this time set aside where we're thinking together, sitting together, meditating together in the word, God, that you would cause it to be fruitful time. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love the question posed here in, in verse 9. And the, the question seems uh, simple enough. It's um, how does a young person, how, or even maybe just you could think of it more generally, how does a person remain pure? And I'm going to say, I think, four things in, in this 11-verse little passage that I think the psalmist gives us that will help us keep our way pure, that will help us walk clean before God. But before we get into those four things, I just want to speak for a moment to you about the importance of of purity. Uh, We live in a world that is constantly looking to taint us, looking to contaminate us, to cloud our conscience. And so much of what we experience today in terms of a lack of confidence uh, stems from a feeling of being contaminated or tainted, feeling like we have mixture in our hearts, sin, in our lives that we know is not God's best for us. And I just want to call you to uh, purity. I want to call you to think about what it means to live your life in a, such a way that you are honoring God and honoring um, the call of God on your life, which is to be a clean vessel. Y'all, if we live with purity in our hearts and a desire for purity in, in our lives, we're more able to love people well. We're less likely to hide we're less likely to succumb to shame or fear. And so I just want to put in front of you the, the beautiful biblical call to purity. The Lord wants you to be pure in what you see with your eyes, what you meditate upon in your heart, what you do with your hands. Uh, God wants the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart to be pleasing in his sight. And that call to stay pure does not necessarily mean that you need to become a, a legalistic angry person. I actually would argue that legalism and anger and what we see in certain Christian circles, it's not purity. It's a, it's a a kind of white knuckled, anxious sobriety. The Lord wants us to be those who have clean hands and pure hearts. 
And, and the psalmist elsewhere says that when we have clean hands and pure hearts, we're able to ascend the hill of the Lord. We're able to be in God's presence. And frankly, I would say to you also, you're able to love and care for people around you um, in a better way than you would otherwise. So purity is so important. And I think the psalmist gives us a, a few clues here on how we could tend to purity in our life. Number one, he calls us to pay attention to our hearts. It's my conviction and our conviction that we need renewing, consistently need renewing in our hearts. It's why Karen and I are starting a podcast next week, actually, on just a few short days called Renewing the Center, because our hearts need tending to, they need renewing. Your heart and mine tend toward atrophy, tend toward hardness. They tend toward cynicism. And God wants to actually do a work of renewal in our hearts. And out of our hearts flow the issues of life. Out of the core of your being, everything flows out of that core place. And y'all, we live sometimes believing the lie that if we can just control externals, that we'll be okay. Christian spirituality doesn't work well from the outside in. You can't just um, legalize. You got to actually... Uh, make space in your heart for what God wants and what he has. So pay attention to your heart. How are you doing? Where do you need the Lord to grow you? Where do you need him to speak to you and touch you? And I think one of the ways that we know how our hearts are doing is the second thing the psalmist invites us to do, which is to pay attention to our lips. Our mouths actually speak to our heart direction. The psalmist says that he speaks of the goodness of God with his lips that we have to give voice to the contents of our hearts. Um, and I, I actually believe that ultimately your hearts are going to um, manifest in the words that you say. Hearts, Our heart contents are like water. They always find a way out, and they almost always find a way out through our words. If our hearts are right, the things we speak about will be right. Not perfect, but right. See, I think one of the things the Lord wants us to see is that our words are like a thermometer. They tell us what the temperature is, but that our hearts are like a thermostat. They can control the temperature. And there's no use in just trying to control your speech. You've got to actually look at your heart and then watch your words as kind of an indicator about how things are going. So think about your words. Think about, and I'm not just talking about swearing or cussing. I'm talking about the kinds of things you talk about. Are you prone to negativity? Are you prone to gossip? Are you prone to anger? Are you prone to fear? Are you prone to spiraling with your words? See, out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible tells us, the mouth speaks. And so I think that we need to tend to our hearts and then we need to watch our lips because our lips are going to give us an indication of where the heart work needs to be done. And that leads us to the third thing the psalmist says, which is that we, by tending to our hearts and watching our lips, are able to shape our loves. Jamie Smith, philosopher, professor at Calvin College, says, you are what you love and you might not love what you think you love. We, we can say the right things, um, but maybe we're not, uh, we're not really loving those things. Your, your heart love is a deeper love. And I just want to say to you, it's possible for you to work with the Holy Spirit to shape and form your love, what you love, the kinds of things you love. Some of us right now, if we're honest, we love the wrong sorts of things. We love things that can't really ever satisfy us, that can't really ever love us back. We love things that ultimately maybe aren't even good for us or hurt us. But it's possible to see our loves change. 
It's my conviction that if we tender our hearts, we'll love the right sorts of things. We'll be shaped and formed in our loves. So what do you love? And do you believe it's possible that your love can change? That by tending to what's most true, most right, that your actual desires can be formed and shaped. See, that's one of the great invitations of Christian spirituality is that the the kind of direction of your loving can be changed. It can be shifted and shaped. And this is one of the reasons why our new podcast that Karen and I are going to be doing starting next week is going to focus on the heart, how we might cultivate a kind of life that nudges us to love the right sorts of things and let go of loving the wrong sorts of things. See, it does you no good to live your life with a kind of white-knuckled fighting to just refrain from doing bad things. I recently read a book that was about actually um, your life and tending to your life, and the book wasn't terribly helpful. And one of the people in the book, the, the author, he said that you know his mission statement in life was, don't screw up. <laughs> And that's a negative statement. And it really shouldn't be a mission statement for a person's life. And yet, if we're honest, many of us live our lives just trying to avoid doing bad things rather than believing that God could motivate us and move us to do good things, to love well, wisely, truly. And that begins with a work of the heart. And y'all, that's what the Holy Spirit is here to do, is to work on our hearts So Karen and I, my wife, we're going to be working um, going forward in our Renewing the Center podcast on giving space to the work of the heart, the renewal of the heart, both the heart of an individual, but also the heart of a group of people, the church, that we would see the Lord shape our loves, cultivate in us a kind of quality of life would make us love the right kinds of things and love the right way. And finally, I I just want to leave you with this. Um, The psalmist speaks about meditation, which is really thinking deeply. Uh, The Jews would would use a word for for meditation that would be a a similar word used when a dog would chew on a bone and bury it and then dig it up again and chew on it some more and bury it. Meditation on the word of God was like a a leisurely process of, of, of turning a thing over and over and over and over again. And the psalmist would say that meditation helps us remember what's good and true. He says, I will not forget your word. Y'all, we've got to slow down. We've got to learn how to spend time with God without a quick agenda or an external objective. And I'll just speak personally that this is a major challenge for many pastors a lot of pastors, people in my line of work, read the Bible and meditate in order to write sermons. And I had to make a decision uh, years ago, actually, to separate my sermon writing and my study and that form of meditation from my devotional reading. And so my daily reading in the Word has nothing to do with content generation. My pursuit of God as a Christian is the same as yours. It's to have a hidden life with God, to create a space that nobody sees but God, a space of silence and prayer and insight and revelation where God shapes and forms me. And I just want to say we all need that. We all need that. We all need to tend to what's hidden, what's under the surface. And so as you look at your life today and in this season of uncertainty, do you have a hidden life with God? I believe the Lord wants you to have a hidden life with him. And increasingly, my wife and I are going to try to give structure to how you can learn to 
to live reflectively and incorporate spiritual practices into your life with God. And I believe the Lord will meet you there if you will give yourself to it. Just a couple of days ago on Monday, I spoke about the difference between a rock and a river and a rock and a field. A rock and a river and a rock and a field made of the same substance, and yet one is smooth, one is jagged. The difference is that one is in constant contact with a shaping force, water, and the other is not. The Lord wants you to be a a stone, a pebble in the water, shaped. He wants your hard edges to come off, but y'all, that takes time and it takes constant contact. And for us, because we're not inanimate objects, it requires a kind of baptized life where we immerse ourselves on purpose submit ourselves with intentionality by placing ourselves in a in a space a stream that will shape us and form us knock those hard edges off of us those rough edges and that's i think what the lord wants for you and he wants it for me as well god bless you go in peace we'll see you when we see you amen